Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast. I'm your host, Devin Transu, aka Mr. Health Coach Ev here, coming to you with a what I consider special episode this evening, celebrating one year and now one day. <laughs> um, well, one year and one day, I don't want you to think it's only one day of being fully sober. A lot of the people that know me, I think when they hear that, they're like, wait a second, weren't you pretty sober before that? And the truth is, yes, I was. The last few years prior to doing this one-year challenge, or one year is what I'm at at least, I was someone who used these things, alcohol and marijuana, at you know, parties or major get-togethers, holidays types of things. And I really only did that stuff between you know five and ten times a year. I can count it on one to two hands. I was never really one going out of my way, thankfully, to get it anymore. Uh, usually it was already there and it's something I'm engaging in, not justifying the behavior by any means. I'm just saying it was at a point where, okay, this was pretty steady and controlled. I'm getting on here tonight to kind of share my whole experience with this, why I did it, and just thoughts going through my head because there's a lot of things that are not necessarily conclusive and I would love to hear back from anyone who has feedback. You can message me at Evan Transu. You can shoot me a voice message on here. You post something on or as a comment on the links that I had or posts that I had on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love all of that. All good to me. So let's start from the beginning kind of. Why did I want to do this and why did I choose to do it? Well, for the record, it was set as a lifelong commitment when I first put this out there. This was not a one-year challenge. One year is just obviously something that many people would consider a milestone marker. I certainly do. And that's why we're referencing it right now. The original reason this was done was because I was someone who abused drugs, alcohol, a little bit, mostly marijuana and Xanax, benzodiazepines. And I would kind of add alcohol to enhance those things. Alcohol was never really the drug of choice. And I would use that a lot in high school and right after high school as well. There was a time also where I'd say there was about a six, seven month period where I was a lot more open to partying again, not too long after high school. And even if it wasn't being done to cover up mental health issues, it was something that I could not continue doing. So I did have to cut that out eventually. But I'm fully transparent about that. That was something that I went through. I definitely regressed a little bit in that area. And thankfully, it's been several years now where I can say that has not been the case. So very happy to be able to share that with you. The reason that I wanted to do this challenge was because I noticed that even though I would only use these things between, again, let's say five and 10 times per year on holidays, on times that are supposed to be fun, maybe with friends and or good friends or family, even drinking with family, I would have these feelings either during or afterwards. The feelings during were always ones of trying to push to that next limit. There's no such thing as really one drink with me. I'm not saying I've never had one drink in my life. I'm just saying I typically, you know, I'm someone who wants to push that a little farther. I'd say marijuana is actually the drug that I would have the largest problem with. And I know some people are going to get mad at me for saying this, like, oh, you don't know anything about drug addiction, heroin, all that type of stuff. I certainly don't. But I know that when I smoke weed, I want to smoke weed more. And I'll usually have those thoughts and feelings for about the next couple of weeks, maybe three weeks tops. 
I'm not saying it's an overwhelming urge. I'm not saying it's going to make you get out of your Bucks County home that I live in and go down to Philadelphia and start buying it. That's crazy. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. I am just saying that the experience that I have when I smoke weed is that I want to smoke more weed. And I find myself justifying it in many ways. Oh, well, you have a busy schedule right now. It could help you sleep. It's not a big deal. What's two times or one time or three times, whatever. What is that really going to do in the long run? And again, I mean, objectively, marijuana really is not the worst thing in the world, but I don't like having those feelings. I think the reason I have those feelings perhaps is because I miswired my brain so bad in high school when I smoked weed, not only every single day for about two years and change straight. I mean, we're talking very heavily smoking multiple grams a day at one point. Perhaps that's just my brain then that gets like that. But the point is, I just, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing for me. And you might be asking, well, you only do it every now and then. Why is it a problem? I guess you could say it's not in that sense. You know, I'm, I'm someone who can resist those urges, thankfully. I've never really had a problem doing that. But I don't want to be fighting urges. I think that's what I want people to really understand. They're like, oh, well, let's say, uh, let's assume this is all completely legal, by the way, right? And we're not doing something mildly stupid at a party. Let's say I'm in Colorado. I'm a 24-year-old male. I can legally smoke weed. I can do that. And I can do that safely and responsibly. But I don't want to feel the feeling for the next two weeks that I want to go smoke weed again. I just got tired of having that urge. Alcohol for me, although again, that was the least problematic of all of these, was something where if I drink, I'm someone who's had a lot of health issues in my life. I'm always trying to restore my health. And I just felt like it would push me back almost. I mean, I'm just someone, even in high school, I think this is one of the reasons I didn't use alcohol much. I'm getting those types of hangovers that, you know, people in their late 20s, early 30s are describing now, people that are my friends. <laughs> like I was someone, if I drank even a few shots, I felt hungover for two days. I don't mean, you know, I'm dying for two days, but I felt like crap. It just obviously affected me physically and mentally for at least 48 hours. It just really was not worth it. With everything else, the benzodiazepines, especially that, you know, that's not something I would ever choose to abuse again or um, use recreationally for any reason. That was definitely something I would have a pretty strong urge with to use. Probably the closest drug I would say to ever, okay, really, really getting deep into this and abusing it to the point of a true, actual, life-changing type of addiction. And if you've read my book, Overcoming Mental Health Challenges, uh, how I resolved 13 uh, years of mental health issues naturally, it's tough because the substance abuse was very real. But I just, I've heard so many stories now of people that have dealt with actual addiction and they're so similar in so many ways that I never know what to call this. Um, I don't know if I'm trying to get out of it myself. I don't know if I'm trying to not validate the experience that I had, or I'm just like, maybe addiction is a spectrum right? I'm sure it is. And I hear these stories that are just, I mean, these people literally will give up everything for these drugs. I have not had that experience. So in terms of the journey itself, now you guys kind of know why I chose to do that. I just didn't like fighting those urges. Um, in addition, I guess I should also mention that one of the things that for me was interesting is I didn't have that childhood curiosity that I believe is actually honestly quite natural for a large portion of the population. 
I don't think it means that you're a bad kid or that you have a bad kid if you're a parent. If you're 15 years old and you see someone getting drunk, and you're like, oh, I wonder what that feels like. Now, I'm not condoning it. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that natural curiosity, I really don't think that's the end of the world or indicative of some major problem or potential problem. For me, I was the last person in my friend group to try weed or alcohol. I actually remember judging a lot of my friends pretty hard, you know, saying to the point of, or to the point of saying, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I'm not going to be friends with you anymore if you keep doing those types of things. So I was really straight edge with that. I was actually quite scared. Um, it wasn't even a neutral perspective. It was literal fear of doing these things because I was someone who was actively dealing with pretty severe mental health issues. Now, I didn't really have the labels. I didn't understand a lot about mental health, but I knew that taking those things would probably not elicit a result that I was looking for. I was very afraid of feeling out of control. I'd have these panic attacks all the time. And when people smoked weed or drank alcohol, they didn't look like they were um, in more control than they were before drinking or smoking, right? In my head, I'm just like, why would I put myself in a position where I'm out of control? I fear being out of control. Why would I want to do that? What happened over time is, and this was through my own fault, I, I didn't have friends that peer pressured me really into anything. I mean, we all kind of, uh, we definitely, unfortunately, had a toxic friend group with that type of stuff. I mean, we certainly pushed the limits as a whole, but no one ever forced a joint in my mouth or a beer. I had to drink that. No, no one ever did anything like that. It was very much voluntarily. I'm sure there is a subconscious uh, psychological aspect that comes from just being around a group like that doing it. Of course, you know, birds of a feather flock together. However, I cannot say fairly at all that I ever peer pressured my friends. I don't think I did at least. And I would not say that they did that to me either. I think they still would have been my friends regardless. So I respect them for that. For me though, I look back and I'm like, you started these things eventually to just cover up the mental health issues that you were dealing with, that you, well, rather you didn't feel like dealing with, that you were experiencing, but you certainly didn't feel like dealing with. And I chose a very poor solution through substances. And it kind of makes me wonder when, if ever, would I have chosen to use these things if I never had the mental health issues? Then again, were the mental health issues the main reason that I was so skeptical of using these things to begin with? Would I even have had that without the mental health issues? I really don't know. There is something in me, though, that tells me I might really have been one of those a few people that you hear about every now and then that just maybe didn't drink till 21 or just had never chosen to get drunk in their life. I could picture me being like that. So I also wanted to reset in that way. I wanted to say, hey, I don't think I ever really wanted to do this to begin with. So why am I still doing it now? At what point did this become an okay thing that I do? And I'm not judging it, by the way. If, I mean, there's plenty of people that go out and drink, you know, at parties and are totally normal people that are just doing that for fun and they're responsible with it. No problems with that whatsoever. I always like to disclaim that stuff. I have my opinions and sometimes my opinions come across very strong and my beliefs come across very strong. I never want to impose those on others unless the belief involves, um, Unless the person that does not share that belief is hurting others directly or indirectly because of a lack of that belief. So um, if you said to me, you believe in drunk driving, I would say, okay, well, I can't really support that, right? Because you're indirectly uh, putting someone at risk. I mean, I guess you're kind of directly doing it as well, but obviously that's not someone's intention when they go out and do that. So that's why I say indirectly, but I digress there. 
Once I got into doing the actual experiment, I got to be honest, and this is, again, one of the things that leads me to having questions in my mind about all of this, which I'll touch on in a moment. Um, once I actually got started, I got to be honest, this, this wasn't hard. And I don't mean that in some cocky way. I don't mean that in some condescending way. Because, I, again, I know so many people out there who have had such a hard time with this. And to quit these drugs, I mean, their life is in shambles. They are getting arrested. They're in rehabs. And still, to quit the drugs that they are using, they need all the support in the world. They need the family. They need counselors. They need all these amazing people in their life just to get this done. And I'm not opposed to that. If that's what I needed, I would have used that. But there was not one part of me that even thought to go to like a counselor for this. I was just like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I haven't done it in a year. And it truthfully has not been that distracting. I haven't had a lot of situations where I was in a position to resist temptation. So that's another aspect because I'm not someone who ever enjoyed the bars. Um, I've actually only been to a bar once or twice in my life. And it was like beach stuff type of thing, right? It's never like a bar just going into town or something like that. Um, never really done that. And I, I just don't enjoy that. I don't really like that regardless of the alcohol or not. And in terms of parties and situations like that, I mean, the major one that I had was a three-day, uh, two-night, three-day Friendsgiving type of thing. And that was in November of 2020. So this is really the first major test, you could say since I committed to the year, which was in September of 2020. And it was cool. I mean, it was fine, right? Like it was more just kind of annoying. And I love all you people out there. If you're listening and you're my friends that were there, I love you guys, but it was a little annoying, right? Being the sober person, having to kind of just watch everyone else do that. But in terms of a temptation type of thing, it wasn't bad at all. It was actually quite freeing because I'm lucky that I have these people in my life that are totally accepting of me choosing to do something like that, or rather not do something like that. And they don't treat me any differently because of it. So I appreciate that. That's huge for me. And then with the coronavirus pandemic, I mean, this prevented a lot of things with maybe other parties, graduation type things, family parties that might otherwise would have been there and present. But Christmas, New Year's, all these things were things I went through. And I mean, I really just didn't have any issues whatsoever. And this is where I get to the larger discussion because truthfully, I, I apologize, but that really is the main part of the journey. I had someone on Facebook asking me before this episode was recorded, like, you know, what, what was this like? How did you do it? I mean, honestly, I just, I didn't really think about it. I just said, okay, I'm not going to do it. I was only doing it five to 10 times a year anyway. It just wasn't something that I missed. I, I didn't really think much about it. And that's where I get into kind of this, like I said, the discussion part and the thoughts that are going through my head. And I'm more than welcome and open to anyone's feedback out there and what they think about something like this. And maybe they've been in a similar position. I'm not sure. I can't really find someone, I don't think, uh, yet at least, that has kind of the same experience here as I do. One of the things that this has me wondering, because again, this was originally a lifelong commitment type of thing, is once I get to this year, I'm just like, well, that was so stupidly easy. I'm like, was this really necessary? Is this just me being extreme? And the reason I even assume something like that is because unfortunately, I I'd, I'd have a tendency to do that with a lot of things in my life. I haven't owned a TV in probably three years now, three and a half, maybe. Um, 
you know, I have a very strict bedtime. Like I'm at that Friendsgiving last year. I'm going to bed at 9.30, 9.45. Like they all know that or attempting to go to bed at 9.30, 9.45. That's for sure. Don't know about actually falling asleep in that house at that time. <laughs> um, I'm very rigid and routine in a lot of ways. And honestly, I feel like that brings more joy to my life. I actually like that type of stuff. It doesn't particularly bother me, but it does. It makes me wonder with something like this. It's like, am I never really allowed to have a drink again. I personally wouldn't use something like marijuana anytime soon. That's like a, a decade plus conversation, right? There, there's no reason for that whatsoever. Um, nothing I would ever need that for. And not that you ever need any of this stuff, but in the sense that that, that brings no benefit to my life whatsoever. Whereas I can picture, you know, a couple drinks at a wedding or something that I, I don't see that as the worst thing in the world. But another aspect, and again, now I'm really just kind of going all over the place with my thoughts. I'm sharing it exactly as it goes through my head to you guys. The other thing I ask is, okay, well, what is the intention? If you're able to easily go through a year without using any of these things, do you need to introduce alcohol back in? Does that provide your life with that much extra joy? Really? That that's just something that we have to put back in. And then again, what's the intention behind that? Why do I feel the need to drink at the wedding or the date or whatever? And I was discussing this recently. Um, you know, I have someone in my life right now that I'm talking to that is a very cool individual, very glad to be communicating with her. And in my head, at least, you know, the thoughts of doing something like that with her, because she's certainly no drinker, but I mean, she's not like sober. She can handle her stuff and drink every now and then has come to my mind. But then it, I ask myself, why is it because this would actually be fun or is it because you're on a date and you're nervous, right? Don't a lot of us do that. And again, then it, it also begs the question, is that the worst thing in the world is doesn't everyone and their brother, you know, have a few drinks on a date or something to kind of calm the nerves. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I, I ask myself a million questions and I, I'm a self-analyzer and sometimes it is one of my biggest strengths, right? It helps me come to new conclusions. It helps me see things about myself that I probably wouldn't have seen. And other times it just leaves me with a lot of confusion and <laughs> a lot of back and forth, almost seesawing because I can't come to one definitive type of answer. On another hand, I am someone who really gets high off discipline. <laughs> That's definitely a better high for me than any type of drug. And I love to be able to say right now, hey, you know me, you're sober. I think about it, I'm like, wouldn't you love to be able to say that you're two years sober? That would be cool. I can't lie about that. I think for me right now, I don't know if I want to put a lifelong label on it anymore. I don't want to necessarily be opposed to going out and having a few drinks under a circumstance that actually calls for it. Not for me, Friday night hanging out, that's never going to be a reason. Quite frankly, it wasn't a reason before. Is it the worst thing in the world at a friend's wedding? Is it the worst thing in the world, you know, when you're dating someone you care about and you've already gone through a lot of the nerves that come in the beginning, right? You're truly just doing this for fun. Is that the worst thing in the world? I don't know. And then for me, I think a final question, well, I'm a liar. It's certainly not a final question, but another question that it brings for myself is this larger picture of, okay, let's take the alcohol drug conversation out of it. And let's just discuss, again, the bigger picture. 
do you need to be restricting all of these things in your life? Are you never really allowed to own a TV? Is my life actually better when I watch TV? Am I just wired differently to the point where I don't think certain things are fun that the average person seems to think are fun? I don't know. Because to me, going to that TV example, that's not really something that I don't really enjoy watching TV. I like Shark Tank. Um, I like Criminal Minds. I mean, I can only watch that so much. I wouldn't watch the new episodes, right? But I mean, I, I do like certain shows. It's just not something that I would ever think to do, really. Um, so again, it, it gets the cogs turning and there's a lot of thoughts going through my head. I'd love to hear from someone out there who, if you know anyone like this that's in a similar boat, have you had someone that had said, hey, you know, I'm going to do this for a year. Or I'm going to do this for two years, three years, four years, whatever it may be. And, you know, it's pretty easy. Like I didn't really need this huge support network. I didn't really need to go to a counselor. I actually was shockingly surprised with how easy it was. It really just didn't affect my life. And it makes me wonder, I mean, was there a real problem there or was mental health issues always the problem? And, you know, this was just a very poor solution. I, I have no idea and I don't just want to justify things. So I'd love to hear from people out there. Um, I think for right now, this is a shorter episode and I know it's an important topic and maybe people wish I'd go longer with it. So I apologize. But if you think that definitely feel free to reach out to me and I could talk more about certain aspects of this. I just, I don't know what else there is. This is very off the cuff. If you can't tell, um, there's nothing else to say about this topic. I made this decision to go for a lifetime at one point. I found it to be way easier than I thought. I mean, Seriously, I feel like giving up, I, I just don't even, like, I feel like it's just not even something I really thought about. And now being at a year and reflecting there has just made me wonder, to what degree is this necessary? To what degree is this just a part of a larger picture of doing all these types of little self-discipline and self-restraint challenges to try to achieve more in my life, which again, I actually really do love. And I don't think it causes me more stress. I feel like it reduces my stress. Um, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear just feedback with that if anyone out there has any. But again, I, I like, I usually do these off the cuff to a degree, but I like a little more organization and I feel like this was a little scattered. So I hope Someone out there still got some benefit from it. If nothing else, I think at this point, I would encourage everyone out there, no matter what age you are, especially if you're in your 20s or 30s, though, when, you know, most people will not stop. They'll never be fully sober for a year, probably ever again. Um, and if they are, it's going to be like in their 60s or 70s where they'll actually be able to say, yeah, you know what? I was sober for a full year. I challenge you to go for that. You do the full 365 days. If you're going out and smoking weed all the time or you're going out and drinking at the bars, even every other weekend, challenge yourself to that one year of sobriety and then go through this crazy myriad of thoughts that I'm going through right now. And maybe you'll find something in your life where you're like, oh, this is something that I really should remove. Or you understand, hey, that was a nice challenge, but I don't think I'm really someone with a problem. And maybe you can get, because I think this is the number one thing that I've gotten from it, and I'll end on this note, is the discernment. Why do I want to do this? Why am I doing this? And are those good enough reasons to actually go do it? And what I found in my own life with this discernment is, even if 
this was something, and when I say this, I mean alcohol. I, I wouldn't allow benzodiazepines and I wouldn't allow marijuana back in. Um, again, alcohol itself was just never really a problem. I don't crave alcohol for weeks. I don't crave it at all after drinking. Quite frankly, it's the opposite. Um, <clears throat> so when I say this, that's what I'm referring to allowing back in. It's like, even if I did allow it back in, what does that even mean? Because a lot of the times in my head, I just can't find a good reason. I would just want to make sure at the very least when I did, it was from a place of pure, Hey, this is actually enhancing the moment to some degree. This is giving me a little more fun. And I picture those moments at things like friends, weddings, or a giant celebration. I don't even know that holidays would be a justifiable one for me. But that's where my thoughts are at now. I certainly have any made, haven't made any definitive decision. Because again, I, I also am someone who uh, I like the discipline challenge and I like the I like doing things that other people think that the average person can't do. So there's an aspect of this where I like the idea of going long term. And um, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe not, but I don't think I'm gonna make any decision until I get some feedback from you fine people out there. This has been another episode of the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast with your host, Evan Transu, a.k.a. Mr. Health Coach Ev. You can check me out at www.evantransue.com if you'd like to get in contact with me, at Evan Transu on social, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But I will be back next week with another interview for you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in.